You told me that when I was 10. I was in a coma, but I don't remember being sick. We're ready to forget. Ever since then, I see crazy stuff in my dreams. Back to the How to Fail Horrors podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Tawan. I'm Maria. And today, we're reviewing Insidious, The Red Door, released this year in 2023, with a screenplay by Scott Teams, directed by first-time director Patrick Wilson. Maria, will you be able to give the people a quick plot summary? Josh Lambert embarks on a journey east, accompanying his son Dalton, as he starts a new chapter in his educational journey. Little did they know that Dalton's aspirations of attending college would swiftly transform into a harrowing ordeal as the suppressed specters from his past unexpectedly surface, casting a sinister shadow over their lives. To find solace and liberation, the Lamberts are compelled to venture even deeper into the enigmatic realm known as the Further than they have ever dared, confronting their inner demons in a final decisive battle for peace. So... Insidious, The Red Door. So this is the um, fifth Insidious movie. And we haven't seen this franchise for a little while. So it's definitely been a minute since, um, you know, anything new has popped up from it. Maria, what were your, like, initial thoughts after seeing this movie? I think when I first saw it, I mean, I liked it. I really enjoyed it, actually, for what it was. Um, I can't, I guess to be honest, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, um, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of expectations, especially because of the last movie. You know, the last movie was just awful. And it was. Yeah. So I was just kind of already like feeling just like you know it's my, maybe it might not be that bad or maybe it is who knows but um but i liked it i liked the cast i liked that they kept the original cast um i liked that this time they didn't really bring back elise as like a main you know hero or anything i like that they gave <laughs> i like that they gave us little cameos of both elise and tucker and specs especially after you know back-to-back movies centered around them um i liked i liked the effects i thought they were actually really good um i just feel like for a debut movie uh like a like a debut like director movie i feel like he did really great like i feel like he did really well um there were some things that were kind of left to be desired you know but i think overall I liked the movie. I would give it like a six, seven out of ten. That's about the same that I was at too. Yeah, like it wasn't bad. There were some things I feel like missing. There was some plots of the story that I really hated that they did. And there was, I think, a lot of lulls where you get scared and then you don't. And then you kind of just stay at like a constant level of like you know i'm enjoying this movie but i'm not really scared um Mm -hmm. 
without actual like scares you know what i mean like there yeah, was it definitely like, took a while to like get to the scares i felt like i felt like it was a lot more like tension building in the beginning than like scares and i was like i'm not really like getting getting those like those james wan vibes like obviously he's not doing it but you know the even the other ones that didn't have james wan attached like three and four like they they weren't they, like you know they weren't better i would say than the first two but they still had those like scares like in the in there the beginning to kind of you know ease you in there yeah i think honestly more than anything it's uh it's a comfort movie i think you know mm-hmm. i can see that But, um, like a, yeah, like it doesn't compare to one and two. Yeah. And, you know, I love three. Three is definitely one of my favorites. So it doesn't compare to three, but it just. I'm glad that. Because, like, the fourth movie gave us so much of, like, the first two movies, but it was basically like a repeat of everything. Mm-hmm. I liked that they, they didn't do that. I don't know. I just feel like. As, you know, Patrick is, like, getting his footing over directing, I feel like he did a really good job. I'll agree with that. And I do, yeah, I do agree as as well that this was good for, like, a first-time director, that type of thing. But, yeah, it was definitely lacking a bit in the scares department especially in like the first half it really felt it felt really slow in the first half like from like the funeral to like patrick wilson taking dalton to school dalton getting like um acclimating himself to school and stuff like that it felt really slow like leading up to you know where like the middle point where he kind of you know gets his footing back to going into the further and stuff again and it definitely was um like i I was a little bit bored in the beginning like and i and i didn't i didn't mind it as much because we had familiarity with these characters i feel like if this was like a new story with like different people and i was and i didn't know who they were i definitely probably would have been way more like bored in the movie because i was like why would i have to, why do i need to like care right now but because you know this is the same family characters actors and everything from the original two movies i was a little more invested in trying to see like where this was going and you know where they you know where they are now so i didn't have as much as an issue with that but it's definitely something to point out besides that though in general i did like i did like the movie um, I like the change of scenery probably the most, even though, you know, as far as like the Dalton stuff with him being at school and everything, we still were mostly in not that many locations for the most part. It was really just either his dorm room, his classroom, or that frat house, and pretty much not anywhere else. But, you know, the change of scenery from just being at someone's like apartment or house was was um definitely welcomed for me um and i think one thing i i also liked in this one is that he act like um dalton got actually you know kind of lost like he got he got possessed for a bit um because you know in the first one he did for a little bit but not really because he didn't get his um like body like your soul taken from the lipstick demon this whole time which speaking of the lipstick demon <laughs> lipstick face demon whatever they call him this man really waited all this time just to get dalton like what is so <laughs> like what's so special about dalton that in the time frame of the of the last movie that they were in till now this boy is 18 19 going to college that he couldn't find another host <laughs> like it yeah, yeah the, so yeah like while i was watching it that's what i was thinking too i was like why is he waiting so long like for Dalton and then I, I mean I like the best reason I can think of is because I guess he was already so close in getting Dalton and mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't restart years later I don't know or 
maybe just because Dalton, you know, kind of like Elise was also a very like, well, I guess like his dad and his apparently his grandpa, you know, he's just a really powerful psychic or a really powerful like, like astral um, protector. Astral yeah, protector. and I, I guess really it just yeah. So I guess he was just a lot easier to get. I don't know. I mean, because. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking, too, while I was watching it. I was like, why is he waiting so long for this kid? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, though, I will say I did enjoy um, the movie for the most part. But moving on to some scenes that we liked, were there any, like, standout scenes you liked, disliked, anything like that, Maria? Um... <laughs> I liked the scene when, like, the dad, like, uh, not the dad, um, well, yeah, like, Josh's dad rushes in through the window. Oh, yeah. Because you're, like, confused, and you're, like, that, you know, I'm, like, I'm, honestly, like, when I first saw that scene, for, it was really surprising. Like, I was just not expecting a, a ghost to do that. And then on top of that, I honestly, for a second, thought that maybe he was just, like, hallucinating it. But, but, like, he wasn't. Like, the window was actually broken. Um, and then... Yeah, and then to kind of later find out that it was, like, his dad this whole time. It was pretty great. Because you're, like... You know, because... I mean, you know, like, 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 like the, the, the dad was part of, like, the scares of the movie, I guess. And I just wasn't expecting it. Um, the scene where, like... Um, where Dalton is in that frat party, and then he he finds the dude who like died there. That part gave me a scare too, because I was like, I just I guess I just wasn't expecting to see him. Yeah. All like you know, because at first I I did at first think maybe it was like the frat dude, who made that really awkward speech. But then like, you know, no, it's like it wasn't it turned out to be like. Um, the dude that died. Um, also the scene where like he first astral projects, and like he's walking back to his room, and like and you hear something crawling up behind him, and you're like, mm-hmm. like "What is that?" You know, like yeah. that part was pretty freaky too. Yeah, that's one thing I'll say. They definitely kept up was with the sound design. Like, like, even though some shit may not have been going on, the sounds around, like, when they're in the further and this shit like that, it always sounds so creepy. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. And then I guess also, like, the scene where Dalton gets, like, when he gets possessed. I feel like they did a really super good job, you know, at, like, yeah. making him look possessed and making him look, like, pretty creepy, to be honest. Yep. Um, I, I agree with that too. They, it was really cool. Like I like whenever movies do that when they have, when they like make it out of focus in the background, then like you can still see what's happening. So like when she kept plugging the light in, his his face got like more like like he was looking like a ghost or something. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really weird. Yeah, I love when, I love when they do that. Um, I think for me, as far as scenes that I like, I definitely like the opening of the movie, them using, like, the drawing, the drawings and, like, paintings and stuff to, like, depict what happened leading up to this, um, leading up to what we That was a cool way to do a little... It was, and I, I like that a lot, and in general, I liked how they, like, use that that little aspect of Dalton's like character in the past, like him being really into like drawing and stuff and turning it into this. So that was really not cool that he went about that and then use it to go into the um, opening sequence. Um, I'm trying to think. Another scene that I that I did like was ah oh, man. Another scene that I did like out of this one was also that 
that scene you mentioned, Maria, when the when Josh was doing the memory game on himself to try to like jog his memory, and then like yeah, his, his the ghost of his dad like popped up at him. That that was a pretty good one. Um, and when he when he went into the when he went into the further, I think it was the second time when him and Chris went to the frat house and he was trying to like speak with that ghost again. And he saw like the lipstick face demon for not like the first time, but for his memory in this current timeline, this was like his first time seeing that and just the reaction of it and him getting like scared, like shitless. That was, that was a pretty decent one as well. Now I'm trying to think, were there any scenes that I disliked? I don't really think there were any scenes that I disliked. I would just say there were just a lot of moments where I was kind of boredish or waiting for it to, you know, get past like certain things so that we could get to more where we were. Um, but I think that's about it for me. Mark. What do you have as far as, you know, scenes that you like, disliked in this movie? Uh, for me, I loved any and every scene that had Dalton and Chris in it. Because it finally gave me what I've been like, bitching about for the last four movies, how they give us these side characters who could be interesting, but then they're not interesting. So, or they're, they're interesting, but then they like yank them out after like a five minute scene. But the fact that we got so much time with Chris, like every scene with her and him was amazing because Dalton was kind of bland, but they're like, their rapport brought brought that character to life. Um, like you and Maria, I love the memory game scene. That was that was like a cool way to do that with the, uh, with his, close of his dad, like slowly, slowly getting closer. Um, scene I didn't like, I don't think that scene at the end with Elaine, with, with Elaine and Josh was needed. It kind of just felt like, ooh, Elaine is our star, so we gotta like give her another scene just so people won't forget about her. And then um, the Tucker and Speck scene, like I got why I was there, but if you weren't gonna actually have them in the scene in, in the movie, then should have left it out. And the scene with Carl, because again, if you weren't going to actually use this character, then why did you show him in the beginning? Like, well, I feel like he made sense because it was a funeral. Yeah, but also, if they're going to do the hypnosis thing with Josh, then that's when you should have brought Carl back. Because my biggest issue with this movie is that like they were able to go into the further hypnosis super quick. With no help, just by like closing your eyes and taking a deep breath, that's all it took to undo the hypnotize, hypnotize whatever the hell happened to them. So, I don't know. That wasn't needed for me. Um, I loved, I loved that Foster. Like the scenes with Foster, like we actually get to see more of him. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough. <laughs> yeah. But um, I also liked, I liked all the college scenes. Like to be honest, like if this movie was all of Dalton and the college scenes, then it would have been even better. Like, I really... Because my other problem with the first two movies is that things were happening to Dalton, but you really didn't get to see Dalton's POV. So I really enjoyed the more scenes we had with Dalton. And I'm I didn't like was the art, the art class scenes, because that just felt like a parody of an art class and the art teacher. So it didn't really read for me. But other than that... I have no other scenes to complain about. And since we, since um, you know, we got a late, we got a late join from our Mark here. Well, how about you give us, you know, your general like thoughts overview of the movie? It's coming in a little late, but you know, just so you can get it out. Well, thank you. Sorry for the for the late show up, but my general thoughts are: this did what I wanted to do. It it wrapped up the Lambert story because we we left the Lambert story knowing that the lipstick face demon was still there and nothing was done with him. So I'm glad we were able to come back to it. Um, knowing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and knowing what the story was supposed to be and what it, what we actually got, I do think that 
having an actor be the director kind of messed up messed up what the story could have been, which would have been a lot better. Like this, it was good, but it could have been better if it was left to its original vision. But like, my only major problem was that it wasn't that scary because all Insidious is is jump scares. No one really dies except for when Elaine got killed in that first one. So not having a lot of jump scares was kind of like this is what Insidious is. It's it's jump scares. Give me something. So that was kind of a and it was kind of that kind of bothered me and I love the slow burn. I love how they focus on like the family drama and like kind of told us where the characters are now. So like I I I liked it. It was a good continuation of those first two movies. See, I I do agree, but I also thought like they spent a lot more time on the family stuff than I, than I would have liked, and I feel like it took a good minute until we, you know, got to the good stuff of what I was See, expecting. It did that because for the first time we had to actually know Dalton's personality. At first, it was just Dalton's a kid; he can see the fur, but he draws he draws pictures. The main focus was something's wrong with the dad, and the mom is being haunted, and the dad is kind of just for some reason absent fucking tea and everyone's keeping a secret so you didn't really have to flesh out any of the kids but you actually had to like tell us who Dalton was and do that but also explain the new relationship between the family members so I kind of got it I excused it for that yeah I didn't I didn't mind it as much because we we already knew these characters I think I told Maria earlier, like, if these were, like, brand new people, I wouldn't probably care as much. But, you know, because we have some rapport with these characters um, from the first two, and, you know, they were likable as well in those movies, like, I I didn't mind it as much. But it was definitely a little, it felt a little slow in the beginning, but not to me in the good way. But we still got some good stuff out of it. But moving on, Maria, besides, you know, that one scene with Josh's uh, dad, were there any other, like, jump scares or anything that you liked out of this one? I think, like, also the scene where, um, oh, man, I guess after he's already, you know, like, possessed and stuff and he does weird stuff. Um, and then, like, you know, the, the the Red Demon goes because, you know, Josh is in the further trying to get Dalton out. And, you know, obviously there's, like, a bunch of, like, ghosts trying to come and take over his body because, you know, empty vessel or whatever. I feel like that scene was also pretty scary because, like, I think in the first and the second movie, they seemed just very much like human. You know, they were walking around and stuff. But here, they were over here doing, like, acrobatic shit. Like, they were, like, you know, twisting <laughs> yeah. and, like, you know, crawling. And that was pretty, pretty creepy. I think for me, one of the jump scares that, you know, you definitely, like, saw it coming just because the way it was. But I liked the way it was shot was when Josh was getting an MRI and all the lights just shut off, and he was stuck inside the machine. Like, I don't, I never got an MRI, and I never even had that type of, like, feeling, but that gave me, like, one of those, like, Final Destination type of feelings. <laughs> oh, that was a, that's a 100% real. I've had several MRIs, and that, that feeling, like, I, I kind of had PTSD watching that scene. <laughs> like, I was watching it, I was like, I don't, I never even had one, but, like, that... <laughs> No, I'm okay. That's but that was a good one. Um, as far as like the scene went, I did like that. And I'm trying to think, the one and also like just it wasn't it wasn't really a jump scare when it happened, but just that scene the when Chris like saw that Dalton was you know like um, possessed. 
and she he was like sitting on like the shelf like on a dresser like scrunched up and everything like it was that was a that was a decent scene i like that uh but mark any you know other scares or jump scares anything you liked in this one um this the first time we see the the puking college student mm-hmm. that got me like I, I i don't like gross out horror like that but it definitely freaks me out is that why you um and <laughs> i was gonna say is that why you don't like, drag um... me to hell <laughs> Mostly, yes, yes, that's another good, yes. <laughs> um, and then, um, that, that, uh, the scene where Josh's dad breaks into through the window, that, like, freaked me out. Like, I, I saw it coming, I knew it was coming, but it still, it still got me. Um, uh, and... It wasn't a jump scare, but that entire scene when Lipstick Face Demon was choking Chris, I was like tensed up in my seat. Like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god! I thought they I hadn't thought they, were they hadn't killed it. They hadn't killed anyone in two in like three three movies, and I was like, they're gonna fucking kill someone. It's gonna be the black girl, the first black person they got in these movies. Really, and they about to kill them. So I was like tense. So. And that's about it. Like, like I said, this movie didn't have too many jump scares, and that's what Insidious is. So that was kind of a letdown. Yeah, I definitely get you there. Uh, moving on to our characters, though. Um, first, we're going to bring up Elise. Now, she wasn't in the movie barely at all, but we did get a little glimpse of her towards the you know ending and a little bit for um, you know research purposes that Chris was doing. And help Dalton remember. So, uh, Mark, what were you, you know, your thoughts about Elise? You know, as little as we got of her in this one. I got why they did it, but they didn't need to do it. Like, like I've been saying through all of like every movie since the first one, I've been saying that they've been shoehorning Elise into these movies, and we work in these movies to have Elise in it because when they made that first one, they did not know that Elise was the star in the face of this franchise and you definitely feel that in this one because it's like this is set nine years after she died and still it's still we're you're you having to like do something to to put Elise in there when the character's been dead in universe for nine years but they have to have Elise in there because when you think of Insidious I think your mic stopped Mark what? Halfway? Can you hear me? Not wait. He's still. I still see him talking. Y'all can't hear me. I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, like I, I'm just gonna end it with saying, um, they killed her and they made a mistake, and they've been trying to like force her in there, and it's it just it felt forced. Alright, so Maria, how were you feeling about Elise in this movie? I mean, <clears throat> what you said was right. We only saw her for like like five minutes. But I'm kind of I mean, I'm kinda of glad that we did. I liked that they didn't rely so heavily on her in this movie. Um I I liked seeing the cameo because you know it's basically the last movie and I'm sure the cast themselves are really close, so I, I think it was still nice to see her. But I'm glad that she wasn't like in the main cast, you know. Yeah, I definitely get that, and I I do kind of feel the same. I wasn't like, you know, feeling a a big way about her being here, but um, I don't. You know, she didn't. I think that scene that that we had with Dalton watching the video of her kind of jogging his memory. I thought that was fine, but once we got the one like towards the end with just with Josh like talking to her, that didn't make much sense to me because I don't understand how he was able to do that. Um, because he wasn't in the further. 
another thing. They just said fuck you to all the rooms, didn't they? They really did, because I was like, so we could just, like, I understand, like, you know, well, I guess not understand, but I know, like, you know, the ghostly hauntings of, like, people coming out trying to, you know, get to them or things like that. That happens. But usually when we see, like, a friendly ghost or apparition in the city, they're usually in the further helping them out, not just, like, out on the streets like Elise was. So that kind of confused me a bit. I didn't really care as much because it was, like, a, you know, a little ending stinger. For like well, Josh. in part two, at the end of part two, that little girl did see Elise. That is true. Okay, she'll get a she'll get a little slide, I guess. But moving on, Maria, what did you think about Foster in this one? We actually got to see him. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we got to see him for a bit. I feel like. We finally got actual personality out of all, like, the whole family. Except for um, uh, Elaine. Right? Is that her name? Oh, no. Whatever that daughter's name is. She, she, was, Renee. she was not important. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so honest. Like, I forgot about them having another child. Because when they were at the funeral, I was like, who was that? <laughs> No, it was a Renee. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like we got a lot of, you know, Foster. Obviously, we got a lot of Dalton. I feel like we also got a lot of Josh, which was great. Um, I liked seeing the whole, like, brother dynamic versus with, like, Foster and Dalton. Um, It was very, it felt, like, organic, you know? Like, it felt like you know, it felt like they were actually brothers, not just some two kids living in the same house, you know? Um, yeah. I so I enjoyed that. seeing Foster. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there that um, he actually felt like a part of the family and not just the, the kid they send off because Dalton's having issues. So I definitely didn't mind it. Um, and, you know, him and Dalton, I like, you know, those little brotherly talks, like, and he did help him like fill out the blanks a bit as to what happened. Cause you know, he didn't remember as much either. Cause he, he was really young and Renee even said like, after all this time, like she was, you know, telling them that oh those are just like your nightmares like that didn't really like happen stuff like that so, she was gaslighting them baby I ain't trying to she, it's fucking Renee cause first of all first of all this man was, I get why we had to erase Dalton memories I get that but why you lying to Foster first of all he could have helped you keep the like with the burger and everything cause it wasn't obvious to me that he didn't know or remember what happened because I kept on saying like why does like when Dalton first mentioned the red door to him I was like why isn't he sounding the alarm why isn't he saying anything to his mom that Dalton's remembering and I'm like wait this bitch gaslit her son to believe this shit didn't happen to him it's like poor Foster they still fucking that kid over I mean I get it like I, I, I would say I would get it because I mean I don't, if everybody, uh, you know, they, they, they were meant to not remember because of the, the hypnosis Carl did get that. And I don't know. I probably wouldn't want my kids to remember that either. I mean, I probably had to gaslight them a little bit. They ain't even gaslighting though. <laughs> At that point, we just trying to, you know, keep the peace. That's what I think though. Um, moving on though, Mark, what were your thoughts about Renee in this movie? <laughs> I wanted to see more of her. Like, in, in the first movie, the initial hauntings were happening to Renee. Well, other than Dalton, but like everything started to happen to Renee first. So I just didn't understand like why Renee was like thrown to the like side. But again, knowing the backstory and what the original like story like movie plan was is that Renee and Josh were only supposed to be a cameo. Josh only got a bigger part because 
Patrick Wilson was like, I'll come back if I can direct. And then he was like, well, since I'm directing, I might as well expand Josh's role. So Renee kind of just got, she only wanted to be a cameo. So that's what she got. But like, I needed more of Renee. It's like, I don't know. I feel like she should have been more involved in the climax. Oh, and what a horrible climax that was. But I don't know. I she was my one of my bright spots for the first two movies, and did not just to not have her here was just like it was a letdown. How about you, Maria? What were your thoughts about Renee in this one? I hate Renee. <laughs> I because like yeah, because I mean. What Mark said was right. She gaslit the whole family. And, you know, she... I understand why, you know, she had to, like, divorce Josh. But she made it seem like it was his fault. You know? She she literally let that... Like, that man was having so many issues because of what had happened. And she just kind of let it happen. She was like... Which, I mean, okay, I get it. I know it's hard being the only person to remember. And I know it was a whole family choice or whatever but it's like so you also i'm pretty sure you also understood the fucking consequences of being the only person to remember everything like you knew what you were getting into and then she was like well you became foggy and i just couldn't handle it so you let that man live like that thinking it's his fault thinking there's something wrong with him when there isn't she just left him high and dry she let she divorced him left him stay you know stayed with the kids and then made it seem like it was all his fault that was so shitty when 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 everything was coming to light and you know when Foster was not Foster, well yeah when Foster and Dalton were on the phone and she was like basically trying to blame him for everything and it's like no bitch like this guy he's trying to you know pick up the pieces of what happened ten fucking years ago and you're upset because you know you have to also pick up the pieces of your family but how is that his fault like. It's not his fault that he got possessed. It's not his fault, you know, about what happened. And, and you know, he was right. If they would have, if they, if she would have told them sooner about what, what had happened, I feel like Dalton would have been better prepared. Josh, I mean, Josh and Renee definitely would have been able to, like, get through it. And I'm pretty sure when, if they had explained it to Foster, he wouldn't have been, you know, it, it would have helped. Like, but no, she was just like, I'm going to gaslight everybody, pretend none of this happened. Okay, which I I, I understand. It was, a whole, it was a whole family, like, decision. But she saw that, like, that everybody was struggling anyways. I don't know. I don't like her in this movie. I think, I think Renee is a real villain. <laughs> that was just so shitty, like. I do agree with that, because I was like, you know, I felt the same way you did. Like, this was a family decision. So I agree with that, Papa. Like, once you saw that that family decision was destroying and literally breaking up the family, that's when you, as the sole person who remembers everything, should have been like, she should have went to her mother-in-law and been like, okay, what we did, our original decision was wrong. We have to reverse this. And that's when you bring back Carl and have him redo this shit. I mean, reverse everything. And then you guys figure out a plan on how to nip this shit in the bud. But she just let it all crumble. So I, I, I agree with you. She did real good. I don't know if I agree with that, though, personally. Because, one, if this, if, you know, someone would have thought this would have this would have happened again, I don't even know if they would have done, like, the whole, like, forget everything and put them under hypnosis. But also, when, in the movie... I don't even think what was what the fuck is his name? I almost forgot his name. Dalton. I don't even think he reached out to even to his mom to even try to figure out what was going on, if I recall, because I think Josh in the movie at one point said like he was trying to call Dalton to talk to him. He wasn't picking up, obviously, because they had a falling out. And then Renee said, "Yeah, I tried to call him too. He hasn't been like returning my calls or anything like that." So he didn't even try to like like if he had questions. Or wanted answers, like she could have. But he um, did what he did. What anyone would have done, he called his brother. Like, if anything's happening, who can I go to? My my sibling, who I grew up with. So I I get why he didn't call his mom, especially like 
if he could tell that his grandmother had secrets, then I'm pretty sure he also kind of knew that his mom was hiding something too. Because that bitch was. Yeah, but also, like, what reason would she have had to tell them anything if she didn't know until that point? Yeah, but I mean, she still kind of saw, you know, Josh having trouble with it. You know, like, his memory was declining really badly, actually. And then, you know, she also saw that Josh and Dalton's relationship was also sour and really bad. And she was just kind of like, well, just try harder. And it's like, the reason he can't try harder and can't really do as good as he can is because of the fog that he has. From yeah, because of his already, memory. But like, I I get that. But and see, like, that... I also get the feeling that Dalton didn't really have any friends. He gave me like loner vibes and like someone who yeah. can connect with people. So, but you're seeing all of this as a mother and as a wife, and instead of like rectifying it or trying to like fix things, she just let it kept on deteriorating. I probably it's I wouldn't have told him. It's her fault. I wouldn't have told him. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have told him because like. We didn't like they didn't have a they didn't have a way to try to figure out what the fuck to do till this point in time. What if she told them earlier and then Dalton's just per, uh, like possessed for good? Like I, I mean, then wouldn't would he have been able risk. to like? Yeah, but I mean, with Josh's help and Dalton, I feel like they kind of already know the risk, you know, and they would have been a little bit better prepared. And I think Renee would have been better backed up having. Eleanor there, who's, you know, Josh's mom, who basically went through the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah, and the, they also had Carl, and they also have Tuck and Specs, you know? Like, yeah, maybe Elise isn't there, but they, I feel like they, w- they would have had enough support that they, they could have been able to, you know, you know, like, I'm pretty, I just, I feel like they would have been able to figure out a different method rather than let's all just forget it, you know? Yep. Especially, especially if, like, well, like, like, cause, like, what, what if Dalton has kids, you know? And what if one of his kids goes through the same thing? And by then, it'll probably be too late to be like, oh, yeah, it's because you and your dad can astral project. But by then, who knows if everybody's still around in order to help Dal- Dalton's and child or whatever, you know? See, just because we didn't see anyone haunting Foster, it could skip him and go to his kids. And then everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? And then, no one's around to help but mom could have nipped this shit in the butt a long time ago. Ripple effects, Tuan. It, it's the it's literally a generational curse. <laughs> it no is a generational curse. We started adopt. with the dad. <laughs> they get some kids. We gotta. They gotta adopt. <laughs> Not adopt. <laughs> Moving on to our next character though we have chris who is our new addition to this little story um mark you seem to really like chris what were your thoughts about her i loved chris because she felt like a fresh like i felt like a breath of fresh air to this franchise because like i said earlier i've been complaining that they keep introducing these side characters who should have some kind of influence in the plot and then they just kind of just throw them away because in part three, they introduce two side character friends for the main and t- protagonist girl. And then after two scenes, they were just fucking written out and we never saw them again. They didn't factor into anything. So then having Chris like be there and be Dalton's like sidekick, be his partner, helping him through it, you know, looking out for him, checking on him. It was really cool, and I, I enjoyed their little their rapport. And then, because like, like I said, like Dalton gave me like loner vibes. He didn't have any friends. He wasn't close to anyone because make Josh was foggy, but maybe it made Dalton disassociate, which I wish they would explore more. And I feel like for the first time, Chris is like jolted him to like do something because in those rare moments when they weren't being almost killed, she was making him laugh and look at they are going to be, like, really good friends. So, I enjoyed Chris. She was what this this last entry needed. Nice. Um, I would say I agree. I did like Chris's character as well. Um, I was kind of hoping that she wouldn't be a throwaway because I definitely thought they were going to do that once she moved out of the room with Dalton. I thought, you know, this was just going to be just a little 
comedic little thing to like have when he first gets to school and then you know eventually she just like dips out we don't see her anymore but i like that they you know they they had a little friendship and um we got to see do see a little more of like like dalton's personality as you mentioned earlier um mark because of it and i i just think that she was like a really nice addition and fit perfectly and just wanted to help like she didn't care like what was happening like she like she really wasn't that like scared of the situation like she just wanted to you know figure out like what was happening with you and try and you know how can you either use this or what you need to do to get out of like the situation maria though uh, what were your thoughts about chris i liked chris too i think she was a really nice addition um definitely some like comedic relief and i agree with what i think mark said this earlier where like um dalton yeah he he's a little bit of a loner you know he was a little bland and i think she definitely spiced him up enough that i cared about the both of them you know that i feel like definitely made it worth the watch you know she was funny she was witty um she yeah she definitely pushed him out of his boundaries to do things he wasn't comfortable with but he did them anyways and i feel like without her i guess honestly without her i guess like the plot wouldn't have really moved you know i feel like dalton would have kind of been afraid you know to really do anything but um yeah i really like her um i think She's really funny. Like, the scene where she kicks that guy because, you know, what he said. Like, that scene was... I was not expecting that. Um, But it was great. Like, I love her. All right, Maria, we'll stay on you for the next one. What were your thoughts about Josh's and his return to for this movie? I feel like... I feel like I like that we got more of Josh in this movie. You know, I liked that he struggled didn't like that Renee is the reason why he struggled. I'm just going to go back. I'm sorry. But, the, you know, I liked seeing, because I, I feel like compared to the other movies, I guess, like, his, I feel like his character was definitely going through roller coasters rather than staying, you know, the same throughout the movies. And I, I feel like we, we've talked about this before where, um, you know, kind of saying how Renee and Josh are both just kind of boring and everybody else around them is what makes the movie great. But I feel like now Josh is actually like, you know, somebody you can relate to and someone that you can like, like you you see more of a range of emotion on Josh, you know, without Renee there. And I think, you know, I I, I didn't mind the fact that he was also a focus on the movie. Um, so, you know, I liked him here, I guess. Mark, what were your thoughts about Josh in this one? Um, I could, I enjoyed him being back. I feel like it was definitely needed, but I can also tell that with, in certain aspects, it was forced because there are several scenes that just felt like out of place, but we definitely needed Josh in order to complete the story. We needed Josh to to save Dalton again, and I love that. I love the thread ended up being the relationship between father and son. Like Josh, Josh went to go save Dalton, and when Josh couldn't be saved, his dad showed up to save him. So I love that that had that they put that continuous thread in it, and Josh was at the center of both was in the center of it on both sides. So I definitely loved his character. I loved, I'm, I'm hoping he got a happy ending. You know, he don't end up with Renee, but you know, hopefully he gets a happy ending. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked, uh, I, I like Josh in this one as well. Um, I thought, um, Patrick Gross is a good actor, so he always does good. So I, I have no like qualms with him. And he played the character of how like, you know, a Josh, like Josh would be like now divorced without his kids, all that stuff. 
So I definitely like to mark. What were your thoughts about Dalton? I love Dalton this time around because uh, I feel like in the first two movies we didn't get to know Dalton at all. He was just he was the MacGuffin, the thing we had to get in the first movie, and then he was just thrown in in the climax of the second movie. So I feel like we really didn't really get to know him. And I feel like this time we finally got to know Dalton and see who he is and have his personality be there. And I loved it. And yeah, the character was kind of like bland in one note, but I attribute that to like, if his dad is foggy, then he is probably disassociated. I wish they would have like fully went into that and explained that, but I enjoyed Dalton this time around. Nice. And Maria, what were your thoughts on um, on Dalton this time around? I agree with what um, Mark said. I, I enjoyed, you know, having him around. I I guess, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know. I, I just, I definitely think without Chris, he would have been bland. But I liked seeing his character development, you know. Um, I really, really, really liked the... Um, the painting that he did at the end. I thought it was super cute. It was very nice. It was. You know, I liked the character development between him and his dad. Um, so yeah, I mean, I liked him. I liked, yeah, I liked that we got more of him rather than like a, you know, a coma Dalton. I, I did like um Dalton in this one because we actually got some character out of Dalton. You know, he was the focus of the first one, but like like he mentioned in this one, he was in a coma. So he he was like, well, coma parentheses. So he but he was not really like there or present most of the time. It was it was like more so the parents slash like family drama than like Dalton like drama. Even but that um in turn now we have like the older version and I do like that, you know, they kept all the like kid actors like in their like grown up states. It definitely worked out that it took this long for them to do it because they were aged up. Um, so I did like that because we got to like keep him and, you know, he could reprise the role and everything. So I thought that was cool in general whenever movies do that. Um and I like, I think I mentioned earlier how they took that little aspect of him, like, you know, drawing a lot when he was a kid and turning that into him being an art major and doing like these really intricate drawings and stuff like that. thought that was really cool for his character and also just how it was implemented in the movie um, and how it eventually ended up helping him save the day at the end of it all. So I thought that was just like a nice little touch in general. Uh, besides that, just getting a little more character out of him, especially with Chris being um, like outgoing as like her character was presented as, like it helped him kind of get out the shell a bit and um, show a little more of, of himself. And also, once you know we got to the end and everything, and you know it was time to you know save save the day. Basically, I like that it wasn't. As simple, well, it it was it was fairly simple for what had to be done to like close the door or close the red door, but it wasn't like in the last ones where like you know Elise would just pop in, stomp on the ground, and then the ghost is just like vanished because of the powers of Elise. Like it was it was something a bit different, and even though you know it was still like a simple solution in a sense. It was, you know, just a bit different to get that, and then Dalton to be the one that actually put a chap, uh, put a close on that chapter. But that is the end of our character section, and we're going to get into some behind-the-scenes stuff. So, the film had a budget of sixteen million, and it is still in theaters at the time. But the current figures are saying that the movie brought in a box office of around eighty-six point two million. And some critics' reactions: the film currently sits at a thirty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
uh, Variety gave the film a negative review, saying for a first-time director, Patrick Wilson doesn't do a bad job, but he's working with tropes that have been that have already been worked to death. It's time to close this carnival of souls down. Bloody disgusting. Felt that this film gave a satisfying closure to the series. And for some fan reactions from IMDb, one user writes, The film was absolutely disappointing. After waiting so many years for a good movie, there is absolutely no storyline. Dalton was haunted, and the whole plot was closing the red door that turned out to be easy to close. There was absolutely no tension other than that, other than the random jump scares. One other user writes, Great film. I personally found the last key creepy, but this movie amps it up. I had a few jump scare moments while watching it, but it was honestly the best of the whole Insidious franchise. Solid acting, great production, thanks to James Wan, although I'm most definitely positive that he is the king of horror movies. So, how about us? Mark, do you think you will cash or pass on Insidious The Red Door? I'm conflicted because yes, I enjoyed it, but I know there are so many holes and so much wrong. But then, does it give a satisfying conclusion? I think I got a pass. Like, there are parts I definitely enjoy, but overall, the movie is choppy, sloppy, and. It, it's a pass. That's all. It's a pass. Maria, how about you? Cash your pass and City is the Red Door. I'm also conflicted because I, I do see that there is a lot of wrong with the movie, but I think like I've just I've been with this franchise for so long that I kind of don't really mind it. Um, I think it's definitely better than the last movie. Um, and I also think that it, um, it's a great addition to, like, the collection in general. Like, like, the only reason I'd buy the movie is so, is to complete the collection that I already have. Um, well, I'll, I'll pass. No, I'll, I'll cash. (laughs) Um, I do see that there is a lot of, like, wrong with it, but I just, I see it as more of, like, a comfort movie rather than, like, an actual, like, scary movie. If, so, I'll, I'll cash. If you're, if you're, if you're cashing simply because you are a completeness, like, you, you need to complete your collection, then it's, it's technically a pass, but you're just gonna cash because you gotta complete your collection. I mean, but I'm also cashing because I also did enjoy the movie, you know? Like, I see the faults in it, mm-hmm. but I did sit there and enjoy it, you know? I got you. I think for me, I believe that I will pass on this movie. And I did like it a decent amount. But also, I just didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoy some of the others. And I also don't know if I would come back to watch this one again, like, on its own. Like, I would watch, like, the sec- the first or second one, and now the third one. You know, like, anytime I wanted, you know, kind of to watch a movie, maybe, in, like, a scare movie or something like that. Because those are easy to put on digest. But with this one, I feel like the first half was a bit like slow and kind of boring to me and we got some decent jump scares here and there and a little more character development but that was kind of it i feel like i would only come back to this one if i was like showing someone the movies and i just wanted to watch you know all of them but in a singular like by itself i probably wouldn't so i think i would pass all right then so with the city is the red door that leaves us with two passes and one cash but what do you all think let us know on our socials and youtube join us next week as we rank the entire insidious franchise you guys are gonna want to hear that and with that have a good evening
If you like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide and Fear Horror's past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide and Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the host posts updates and mini-reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Hadden for Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and Tuan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Theme by Lethal Injections. The Hadden Feel Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?